Hey everybody, 2-5 in the building, Mike Wilson here from Sports Reports is Ordered. I just wanted to do some quick hits about the action that we've seen in March Madness so far today. Right now, 16 over 1, Northern Kentucky up 14 to 13 on Houston with 10 minutes and 49 seconds left in the first half. Tennessee's up 19-11 as the 4 seed against 13 seed Louisiana with 10-12 left in the first half. We still have North Carolina, Asheville, and UCLA coming up along with Penn State and A&M. But I just wanted to hit you with some things that I took away from the games earlier so far today. So obviously, first and foremost, I'm going to try to go in chronological order, but I've just got to say, man, Arizona. Man, Arizona. That's all I got to say. You know, Tommy Lloyd. You know, second year head coach came over from Gonzaga. So, you know, he's not that experienced. And, you know, Ivy League teams can do this to you. Those backdoor cuts, they don't give up. But we're going to start with Furman in Virginia. We'll come back to Arizona. So Furman in Virginia. Furman with the 68-67 win. Virginia controlled this game the whole game, you know, minus the last couple of minutes, of course, where... Furman decided to go zone with about eight minutes left in the second half, and Virginia had no idea what to do. They can't shoot. They can't score. Like I mentioned in the tournament preview, they only scored 49 points in the ACC title game and lost by 10 to Duke. So Furman, this is the first time they made the NCAA tournament since the year before I was born in 1980. This is their first tournament win since 1974. Props, J.P. Pegese, you know, with the game-winning shot with 2.2 seconds left on the errant pass after the errant pass from Kahi Park, or I'm sorry, Kahi Clark from Virginia. He got trapped. He tried to throw it up in the air, get it as far down the court as he could. It got intercepted, hit Pegese. The rest is history, you know, another March moment. This is why we love March Madness. The madness is here. But, you know, um, I was looking at this, and Virginia, you got to feel for their fans. I mean, they won the national title in 2018, so don't shed any tears or anything like that. But in their last couple of tournaments, the last three tournaments that they lost early in, they lost to... My hometown, UMBC Golden Retrievers. They lost to Ohio University, the Bobcats, and then the today's match against Furman. So that is a, a one seed losing to a 16, the only one in history when UMBC took them out. And then to Ohio and Furman, they were both four seeds. So what I got from this is Tony Bennett is a great coach. Tony Bennett is a regular season coach. Obviously, he has the title, so people are going to kill me for saying that. But the proof is in the pudding. What has he done outside of that national title year? Furman is going to match up with the Aztecs of San Diego State. I told you that Charleston was going to be a trendy pick. Now, Charleston earned it, y'all. They played their hearts out. And let me tell you about Dalton Bolin. He only went 3 4 11, but he was the reason in the first half that Charleston was in that game. He was balling, he was hustling, he was jumping on the floor, diving everywhere. So I like the title this game, The Battle of the Stupids, because both teams took the dumbest shots you could possibly take. San Diego State is not a good shooting team, but for whatever reason, they decided we're going to jack these threes. We're going to pull up in transition. We're going to do all the things that we're not good at. And they almost blew this game because they only shot 61% from the free throw line. Charleston shot 32% from the floor overall. 
21% from three. So that's not a recipe when you're the you're trying to pull the upset 12-5 or 4-13 or not. That just doesn't work. You know, both teams tried to outstupid each other. Charleston still had a chance late in the game, but a bailout call, a bailout call with 25 seconds left on a three-point attempt. Was it a foul? It probably was, maybe, but way after the shot, you know, way after the shot. But um, then the refs swallowed their whistles when Charleston got the ball back. You know, I mean, they were down. So I guess they said, hey, let's get up out of here. They're already down four. You know, we don't need to we don't need to do this too much. So you got Furman and San Diego State coming up on Saturday. And I'm calling it first to 55 wins. The first team that scores 55 points will win this game. Furman is very much live in this game because it took them a while to get going against Virginia, and I don't think they're going to shoot that bad two games in a row. San Diego State, if they play like they played today, they may just be going home, even though I got them in the 16, in the Sweet 16 losing to Alabama. So with that being said, San Diego State ended the Mountain West 11-game NCAA tournament streak. But now the streak's back at one again because Boise State just lost to Northwestern. So sorry, Mountain West. You know, Missouri and Utah State. You know, Utah State were fighting. They had the fire. They were down three in the second half until Ryan Odom picked up a tech. He was justified because there was an egregious foul that got missed. So he flipped out on the ref. Missouri went to the free throw line. They missed both free throws. So me, sitting here watching the game, I go, well, damn, the ball don't lie. And then what happens? What happens? Demoy Hodge happens. <laughs> Auburn hits three straight threes, two by him. And then him and Kobe Brown, Kobe Brown, toge together combined for 28 of Missouri's 41 second half points. So Utah State put up a gallant effort, but they fell in the end. You know, so who is Missouri going to play? We just talked about this. Princeton! The 15th seed over the 2 seed. So the 10th time in NCAA history that a 15 has beat a 2. Arizona went up 14-6 to six to start this game. And I said, the route is on. But before you kill Arizona, because they were, you know, the 2 seed. So I know we want to kill them. They're the story here. This is just what the Ivy League does. You know, ask UCLA about playing against Princeton. Ask Georgetown about playing against Princeton. That was many moons ago for all you young kids out there, but just ask those teams. They know who Princeton is. They know what kind of style the Ivy League plays. You know, you have to be disciplined. Like, I compare it to playing against an option team in college football. Yeah, you might blow them out, but you're going to get everything that they got. But Arizona just couldn't do it. You know, Princeton was fighting. They were hustling on the boards. They hit some timely shots. It was one of those games, sort of like the Boise State Northwestern game, where they kept coming back, but they just couldn't get over the hump. You know, except for Princeton saw the hump and said, I'm coming. And they got over that hump, and now they set up a matchup with Missouri. So you're 7 against your 15. Maryland and West Virginia, that was early in the day. It was the game of runs. Maryland slept walk and ended up in a 13-point hole with about eight minutes left in the first half. They only had 11 points, but then they went on a run. So the game was tied, at, uh, or Maryland had a two-point lead at the half, and they both scored 35 in the second half, so that stayed true, and Maryland won by two, 67-65. 
Kansas, they did what they were supposed to do. It was a little sluggish at one point. They were only up 29-27 against the Mecca, also known as Howard. Shout out to Howard for those uniforms, by the way. Milwaukee Bucks, take note. You know, you got that color scheme or you had it in the past. That might be a version of your jersey that you can bring back. But shout out to Howard. Uh, Bill Self has to come back because Arkansas is going to be primed and ready for Kansas on Saturday. So Bill Self, get well. You know, he got the stent placed in his heart the other day. So we hope that everything is all good with him. But Kansas needs him back if they're going to beat Arkansas this weekend. Arkansas took out Illinois, who kept trying to fight back, but it just wasn't to be. Arkansas tried to blow that game many, many times. If they play like that against Kansas, then they're going home. But they've made the Elite Eight the last two years. So this is a team and a coach that is prime, and they know what it takes to to be here and what it takes to get there. But back to Maryland and West Virginia for a second. Why was that game so close? Because West Virginia out-offensive rebounded Maryland by eight. That's what kept them in the game. So, like I said, it was a game of runs. Kedrian Johnson had a chance to win it with a heave at the end. He led all scorers with 27, but that shot didn't fall. So, therefore, Maryland is moving on to play Alabama, who did their job. You know, they smacked around Corpus Christi. They did not play around with their food like Kansas did. They just came out from whistle to whistle, buzzer to buzzer, and they laid it on them. So, you know, Alabama, Maryland, that's what we're looking at Saturday. You know, um, I wanted to take a quick second and step back and go back to Furman for a second. You know, that team did not give up. And I know, I'm so sorry, Rajon Lewis, I know you wanted the, and Lucas Jenkins, I know y'all want it. The All-South Carolina second round to guarantee a South Carolina school in the Sweet 16. I'm sorry we couldn't make it happen for you. But, you know, both teams played valiant. Charleston played valiant. But Furman, you know, like I said, they have a live chance to beat San Diego State. So I probably give them a better chance against San Diego State than I give uh, Princeton against Missouri. You know, Princeton can beat Missouri because Missouri doesn't have very much experience in the tournament. They're under a first-year coach. You just never know how that's going to go. But, you know, back to Arizona for a second. Look, the Pac-12, man, I don't know where it went wrong. You know, when we were kids growing up, basketball on the West Coast was showtime. You know, I don't know where all these teams in the West came from now where they just shoot bricks all day you know Arizona has the big men you know but the big men they played well in the first half but they didn't do enough they needed to punish Princeton just a little bit more so those are the quick hits on day one of the NCAA tournament like I said we're still watching games right now Tennessee's up 19 to 15 here comes a free throw. Make that 19 to 16 on Louisiana with 5:14 left in the first half. We got Houston back on top of Northern Kentucky, the Norse, 22 to 18. But real quick before I get out of here, I just wanted to touch on something. So the AD at Arizona started echoing your boy 25. Because remember, a couple of episodes ago on Sports Reports is ordered, I said San Diego State and SMU were the move. Now, it definitely would have helped the Pac-12 if San Diego State was there this year because they would have another tournament win to soften the Arizona blow. But San Diego State and SMU are the answers for now. I don't know if that's going to keep the four-corner schools there. 
you know, but it may delay the inevitable just a little bit down the road. I've heard other things. I've heard Rice's name. I heard Tulane's name. I don't think those are happening. And if they are happening, then the Pac-12 is dead anyway. So it doesn't even matter. Just like when I was in the Air Force, they told me, hey, if you out there busting guns on the front line, America's in trouble because that ain't what you do. So Tulane and Rice are not Pac-12 material, even though Tulane had the win against USC this year. But with that being said, San Diego State and SMU, I believe, are getting a little closer to the conference, you know, to being accepted. What does that mean? It means TV markets. If they can finalize this, maybe that'll give the Pac-12 a few extra dollars on their TV deal. That's about the basis of it. You know, SMU comes from money. They have a rich fan base. So I expect them to put their best foot forward if they get into the Pac-12. San Diego State, on the other hand, you just never know. Their basketball team will do all right, but the football team, unless the recruits step up, which it could because the competition is stepping up, and I think that's the goal, is you get Dallas, you get Southern California back, and maybe, just maybe, fan bases start to galvanize, and now you get better players, you get, you're playing better teams, so more fans are showing up. That's the hope, you know. Um, SMU is going to be on the island by themselves. So I'm throwing that plug out there. UTSA, not because they're a great football program, even though they've been successful and won the last two CUSA football championships. But I'm just looking at population, baby. We got 1.4 million people here. So if you want eyeballs, you want butts in seats, UTSA may be the person or the team that saves SMU on that island by themselves. Now in the Big 12, West Virginia has Cincinnati, for example. You know, now UCF is on the island by themselves. So, you know, you always got to take care of your new team. So we need to get a partner for SMU if this comes to fruition. You know, San Diego State, I'm still not necessarily sold that they're going to get the Pac-12 back into Southern California because... They're, the schools are already recruiting Southern California. Oregon's already walking into Southern California and getting players, you know, just off of being in the Pac-12 for so long. So I don't know if San, San Diego State will add that much from that perspective, but it at least gives you a game every other year in that region because you probably won't be playing USC and UCLA as often or very often at all for that matter. So. I just wanted to come to y'all real quick with some quick hits and my thoughts from day one of the tournament. I probably won't make it out tomorrow for day two hits because I'm going to be ripping and running all day long. But, you know, I'll be back Saturday. Of course, Sports Reports is ordered. We'll be back tomorrow. We're brewing up some topics right now. So, you know, we're going to come at you. You'll probably get that Saturday morning. Appreciate the support. Thanks for giving me your time. God bless and we love you, America.